Hello and welcome, everybody. We are here for the championship weekend of the YDDL podcast. And uh, in a fun twist, because Alex is in the championship, I am going to interview both Matt and Alex separately. Um, We're going to ask them a series of questions and hopefully give you guys some good content on the finals weekend in case you do decide to tune in. I know how frustrating it is as somebody who has been knocked out uh, to not be a part of this weekend. Matt, you must be pretty psyched to be a part of this weekend. I am psyched. I do not deserve to be a part of this weekend, but I will take it. Yeah, I, 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 can, I can understand why. Um, so why don't we just start with uh, how did we get here? How confident are you? Um, tell us a little bit about where you're at. Um, well, I mean, I got here because, uh, Jesse's team shit the bed last week. So, uh, thank you, Jesse, for not showing up, um, and scoring, I don't know, how many points was it? It was like, it was less than a hundred points for sure. Um, and, uh, that was nice. That was convenient. It worked out nicely for me because my team had a terrible week. Um, and, uh, I really didn't deserve to win, but, uh, that's, that's fantasy football, I guess. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's nice to be here. Nice to have gotten a bye. And, um, you know, we'll, we'll see how things go from here. Oh, just look at, yeah, I, I had my second worst uh, week of the season last, last week, and I still managed to win a playoff game. Yeah, I think that's sort of the story of your season. I think there have been plenty of weeks that you haven't put up huge totals, but you've managed to win all of them. Um, or not all of them, but a lot of them. You know, it's, it is funny, though. I do think that this is sort of unique to fantasy football. You and I obviously share a fantasy baseball league. Right. I don't think you can really get through a fantasy baseball league playoff without having a pretty good team. Um, right. I mean, you can, you can maybe sneak out a couple categories, but to actually win the thing against a good team is pretty tough to do. But it just goes to you know show how big of a crapshoot football really is. Oh yeah, I mean, I, I, in in my other league, I was a huge, huge favorite. I was the number one seed. I had dominated pretty much uh, all all season long, and I lost by one point in the first round to the four seed, who had Derrick Henry and uh, Marlon Mack just go off on me. So it happens. I didn't even have a bad week. He just had a great week. Yeah, that's the NFL. This, this week has a number of really interesting matchups. I was actually talking to Jamie earlier because he's in a, a pick'em league, and he's trying to win that thing. There's a lot of tight games to be expected this week. Um, maybe not necessarily like, ooh, you know, best team in the NFL against another great team, but uh, the one that jumps out at me as being football I want to watch is the Chiefs are at the Seahawks in a game that they both really want this week. Right. That's going to be a good game. Yeah, but, um, uh, on Sunday night, I believe, right? Uh, on on national TV. Right. Yeah. You got any players in that matchup there, Star? Uh, I do not, actually. Well, I, I don't think that I am going to play Spencer Ware because uh, my guess is he's going to be a game-time decision, and that being the Sunday night game, that's a bit problematic for uh, – roster set, lineup setting purposes, uh, not knowing yeah. if he's going to play. Um, I think I would have played him. I would play him if I knew he was going to play. Uh, there could, I guess there could be news, but, yeah, most likely um, me trading for Spencer Ware was a giant waste because I'm not going to play him this week. <laughs> you know, it, it does speak to, like, it's hard to have one player be the difference. Uh, you don't really want to not make the trade if you think it could be the thing that puts you over the top. Right. And you had a – I think at the point that you made that trade, it, it did make sense for you. 
um, I don't fault you for it. I, I think that it's just it's it's hard in football because you just never know what the heck is going to happen. Right, right, exactly. Um, no, and he had, he, right, had a, well, he had a great game. Uh, in in when I when my team was on a bye, <laughs> he had a very good game, and then he got hurt and he didn't play last week. Yeah, yeah, and and I and meanwhile, you know, Damian Williams lit it up right, last week. Right, so, exactly. Like, I, I, I sort of wondered, like, even if he is healthy, like, at this point, you got to assume they're at least splitting it 50-50. Right. And I might even be leaning Damian Williams based on how he played last week. So, no, if you, if you uh, look at how I, he racked up the points, uh, it was almost exclusively through catches and touchdowns. He actually didn't run the ball all that well. Um, so, I think, I think the, my guess is if, if Ware was back, Ware would be more the traditional running back. Williams would be more the receiving back uh, in that, if, if, they were, if, if Ware were to come back. I don't know that I disagree with you, Star, but I guess what I would say is I think that the points on the Chiefs' offense is often through the pass. You know, Mahomes right. throws these little duck passes, and then – so I, I, I think if I had to pick who I wanted if they're both playing, I, I would go with Blake. Oh, yeah. But I get your point. I think that's totally fair. I think even the week before, I think they basically were, were 50-50 in terms of playing time and points uh, in, in week – what was that? 14 – so, yeah, I mean, that was when they were both yeah. healthy, and now Williams has kind of had his chance to do that, uh, to have the game, yeah. a game on his own. Yeah. All right, so, you know, I, I did think a little bit about how I wanted to present uh, this week, and my favorite question that I want to ask is, who is the good guy of this matchup? I actually, I'll tell you, in advance of, of interviewing you, I, I've come up with your comparable, and I want to know how you feel about this. All right. Um, I think your comparable NFL team is the John Gruden-led Bucks that won the Super Bowl, <laughs> okay? Uh, and I think you, you in email have attached that you really love the, uh, the underdog status and the, you know, came from rags to riches, I guess is what I'll say. Um, That's a story I'd like to that... <laughs> Go ahead, go ahead. Do you embrace my, my analogy that you are – the John Gruden-led Super Bowl champion Buccaneers. I, I, I am I'm, I'm sad in that, that it has to be a John Gruden team, um, but I, I, I think, you know, I, I, I would like to embrace the underdog status. I think, you know, I, I, I've got, like you said, I've got this rags riches story. I finished, what, last, my first year in the league, I finished second to last last year, though I did win the consolation bracket. Um, and uh, yeah, and I and I, I finally have turned this team around. I also, you know, my my team deserved to make the playoffs. My team probably was not the second best team in the league, and maybe didn't, or I don't know, put quotes around the word deserve a bye. But um, you know, so I've, I've kind of lucked into my position being here uh, as well. And so Alex clearly has the better team, uh, though we have he's his team is a bit of a mess injury wise all of a sudden. Um, but I, I, I think from my perspective, you know, I, I am the people's champion and, and, and the league should be rooting for me because, you know, Alex is going to be here for the foreseeable future. And, you know, this may, this may be my one chance. This might be your one chance, but I do like how you went completely all in on it. And, uh, I, I like the matchup. I think both you and Alex deserve to be here in your own way. I know you say quotations around deserve. I think you both tried really hard. I think from a commitment to the league standpoint, I'm happy to see both of you there. Um, what I will ask you, though, uh, is to tell us a little bit more about the trade that you made because that's probably the best story of this championship. I would love 
to have Aaron Rodgers or Stephen Diggs make the difference for one of you, or or, or uh, Baker Mayfield, or Baker Mayfield, who's starting in place of Aaron Rodgers to make the difference. Yeah, yeah. I mean, to walk us through the 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 trade there. I mean, I, clearly you needed the wide receiver, but I'd love to hear your long term outlook on both players. Um, knowing what you know now, would you make the trade again? Uh, knowing you're facing Alex in the finals, um, walk us through the trade a little bit. Yeah, I mean, so so for those who who may not have been paying super close attention to my fantasy football team, uh, I lost both Emmanuel Sanders and AJ Green to season-ending injuries in a matter of a couple of days, and left me pretty bereft at the wide receiver position. I think uh, my only other receiver uh, on on my roster who was not also on the IR at the time was Marcel Aitman, uh, and so <laughs> I felt uh, there. Were- to add a wide receiver. Um, and honestly, kind of what it came down to is I had been thinking about this offseason trading a quarterback trying and for a young wide receiver. Uh, so it's something I thought my team kind of needed. I talked to a few people. I couldn't find quite the right deal. Um, and then uh, Alex reached out and we jumped on the phone. And we, it took us about two minutes to get to, I think, what we both thought was a very fair trade, which was the tra- exact trade that we made. It was the easy, after going back and forth with some of the other owners uh, trying to get to something, to, it, it was kind of surprising that Alex and I came to something so quickly. And I was honestly surprised, I guess, from my perspective, I guess Alex didn't view me as, as, as competition for the championship. <laughs> That, I ran some numbers and I was like, "This helps my team more than it hurts Al- more than it helps Alex's team uh, this season." And you know, it, it gives me if if we were to face in face each other in the finals because at this point we were both on the bye, uh, and he knew that I had a bye already. That th- there that I thought this gave me a better chance to win in a matchup against Alex. Uh, so I was a little surprised that he was so willing to to kind of come to the rescue there and maybe sort of bail me out in a situation where I was in a bad spot at wide receiver. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I feel I, I'm, I'm happy with the trade. It's, it's exactly the kind of trade I was going to look to make in the offseason anyway. I really like Stephon Diggs. You know, he's 25. He's, you know, probably a top – 15 receiver in this league and probably will be for the foreseeable future. And uh, I, 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 and, and I love Baker Mayfield and, you know, I think that that is, uh, that is, that is what is on the record already. Uh, and Baker Mayfield plays the worst pass defense in the league this weekend. Uh, and the Cincinnati Bengals who he put up, I think 26 points against last time they played. So I, I, I felt very confident yeah, so- starting Baker Mayfield. Honestly, like if you hadn't made this trade, I think you still probably start Mayfield this week, right? I would have thought about it, and that was kind of that was part of the consideration. I mean, I looked at Rogers' matchups. Rogers played the Bears last week, uh, the, who are the best pass defense in the league, and then this week with Mayfield's great matchup against the Bengals, and and now Rogers is hurt too, battling an injury. I I, I very seriously would have considered Mayfield again. Uh, over Rodgers. I think I think you make a really good point about you know who views who as a threat and et cetera. I'll, I'll I'll be curious when I talk to Alex to hear his his take on this. My my gut tells me that Alex has had a long troubled history of trying to get the quarterback, and 
Now, Rodgers is older, but I, un- I understand the dynasty value of making this trade because he traded from a uh, position of strength uh, for a long-term position of weakness. Now, you can say that Rosen and Lamar Jackson are probably going to yield him something there, but Alex Smith might be done. Right. Uh, yeah, I mean, and I Alex think Smith that... was, a, was a flyer, honestly. It, it, you know, that was a, kind of a throw-in. It was really about Rodgers for Diggs, and I asked for Smith. It's... Oh, for sure. I'm actually I'm, I'm talking about Alex Smith on his team and right. the motivation for him to make this trade. Right. Um, like, it's not really about giving you Smith. It was more that Alex was going to have to figure out the quarterback position, and he's in his championship window right now. Right. So if we say that this squad is likely to have, you know, a very good shot of winning this year, and then the next two years as well, maybe even more, I think Rodgers helps him more than we realized for the future. I think from a dynasty perspective, it was a good trade. And I just will point out to our listeners that, Alex turned a a free agent pickup of Jay Ajayi into Diggs into Rodgers. So like that that just goes to show how working the wire matters so much. Because um, I think Alex has been a master of it, quite frankly. Um, anyway, that's pretty. He also impressive. got Jamie on that trade. Yeah, that's, that's impressive. Get, basically, turning a free agent pickup into Rodgers is tough to do. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I had forgotten that was how he got digs, but yeah, I mean, uh, a great, yeah, great move it was for in Alex. The, it was in that first off season, uh, like right after I won the title. He and Jamie consummated that trade, uh, which ended up being pretty good for Alex and pretty disastrous over time for Jamie, I'd say. But Jamie got the second year title, and I think Ajayi had something to do with it. So maybe, maybe we'll give him a pass. Um, Anyway, I did I, – I, I like the trade. I don't know how often we're going to see teams at the top making trades right before the playoffs. I think that's, that's a fun story. Um, and I personally am rooting for one of them to make the difference, just so that whoever, whoever loses as a result of this trade will feel that pain forever. That's my goal. <laughs> the, thing, the thing is, I, I feel like if anyone's going to lose as the result of the trade, it's going to be Alex. I don't I – don't, I, don't, I mean – if we look at who I would have had to start a wide receiver if I had not made this trade, you know, I, I guess it would be what Isaiah McKenzie or something like that. Unless, you know, Isaiah McKenzie vastly outperforms Stefan Diggs this weekend or Aaron, Aaron Rodgers, I guess, vastly outperforms Baker Mayfield, uh, which I, I don't, I don't see either of those things happening this week. Uh, yeah. I, I think if anyone's going to get hurt by this trade, it's going to be, it's going to be Alex. Especially because Odell right. Beckham Jr. is hurt right now and may not play this week. Fair, Fair enough. Um, well, I, I do wish you luck with, with defeating Alex. Um, I've got a couple quick, you know, sort of meant-to-be-silly questions. All right. Um, I, you know, we already did uh, – we've had you on twice already, so I think the league has gotten to know you a little bit. But uh, I want to know what is your spirit animal, Matt Starr? Uh, my spirit animal. I mean, I, I feel like I got to go with, uh, you know, it, it's really, it's, it's uh, two spirit animals. They are my cats. Um, and you know, they, you saw one of them during the, uh, the draft. I think he was kind of, uh, hanging out in the back during the video, during the video portion of, of my fantasy draft. But yeah. I, I have two spirit animals. They are my cats. They're or- Orville and Wilbur, Wilbur, and they are, they're helping me, car- helping carrying me to the, uh, fantasy football finals. So you think you're cat-like? Is that what I'm taking from that? Oh, I, I, I am certainly not cat-like. Um, but but, uh, but 
I, I am, I am a, people have called me a cat whisperer uh, in the past. And and my my cats help guide me uh, through the spirit realm. So while I am not, I would not say that I am uh, cat like. I would say that um, I, I have I, the cats are my kin. You know, revisiting the question from before about um, who should we be rooting for? You know, who's the who's the team that we want to win this? You, you just kind of lost me there because I think cats are straight up evil. Uh. uh I, I make this a, a, a point of pride. I, like on the dog to cat spectrum, I, I, I have trouble with cats, uh, and they have trouble with me. That's a, um, it's a shame to hear. <laughs> Fair enough. I also know that you really enjoy traveling, and I wanted to know as a second silly question, what place on planet Earth are you most uh, interested to go, if you, and you have not yet been? I think at this point, uh, I'd really like to get to, to Southeast Asia. Um, I, you know, I, I, I went to Asia for, well, I guess I went to Asia a few times now, but I went to Japan. I went to East Asia uh, for the first time last year to Japan. Um, and that was my first time really in that part of the world. And I think really Southeast Asia is, is kind of next on my list. I'd love to go to you know, Thailand Vietnam, Cambodia. I I, re- I wanted to go to to Burma. I'm a little less uh, into that now, given the uh, kind of the the recent happenings in in Burma. But um, I think that part of the world is really at the top of my list in terms of trying to get to somewhere for a a big trip. Yeah, you know, Georgia and I were supposed to honeymoon there. We made it to Vietnam. Uh, we were in Hanoi and. Uh, got hit by two consecutive typhoons, basically. Oh, wow. Um, like, and, and we got out in between the first and the second one, traveled through Osaka, and then, like, on a whim, ended up in Hawaii, which is not where you want to end up on a, on a whim. But uh, it was not really the rainy season. We just got really bad luck. Um, but I consider it to be the greatest traveling loss of my life that we did not really get to explore Da Nang and a number of the really gorgeous places that, you know, honestly, Angkor Wat is probably at the top of my list of places historically that I'd just love to see. I would love to go to And I don't know how, yeah, and I just don't know how many more years we have before it's kind of overrun a little bit. Right. Like the way that these these places become. So I I understand the the desire. What's the coolest place you've been? I mean, it might be Japan. I mean, Japan is is just unlike anywhere else I have been. Uh, It's, it's just, you know, the, this bizarre mix of technology and tradition. And um, it's, it's just like there, there is just such cool things to see and amazing food and just so much to do. It's, I, it, it's hard to, to recommend anywhere more highly than, than Japan. It's also, I think the one thing we were concerned about is how tough it would be to get around. And it really wasn't, it was surprisingly easy to get around Japan because that, that country is like the most orderly organized place I've ever been. Yeah. We were, we were in Osaka for 24 hours. Which cities did you hit up? I'm imagining Tokyo and we went to Tokyo, we went to Kyoto, uh, we went to an island called Shikoku, uh, which is a little bit more off the beaten path. I had uh, horrifying driving experiences there. I would not recommend that. <laughs> driving there, that was a little tough. And then we went, briefly went to Kobe just uh, for a night, just because it happened to be kind of on the way to where uh, we were going. But Tokyo oh, and Kyoto were 
absolutely amazing. I mean, Shikoku was amazing once we were there. It was just a little tougher to get to. And uh, added, added a level of stress to the trip that uh, was kind of an outlier as far as that went. No, that's neat. That's neat. Uh, did you find that a lot of people didn't speak English in Japan? I felt like the further you got from, I, I would say any sort of any, anyone in the tourism industry, like if you were in an airport, if you were in a, like a international hotel, people spoke English. Uh, the further you went from like, like major tourism areas, the less people spoke English, but it, it was, we never really had any trouble getting by. I think the hardest, the toughest things we experienced was maybe, you know, reading menus when we were in places that weren't necessarily like catering to tourists. Um, I got to tell you in Osaka, that was not my experience. And granted it's, it's George and I've been married for uh, 11 years now. So it's been, it's been a while, but uh, the people in the airport did not speak English. Um, it was, it was tough. Osaka was not a very, uh, easy place to get around if you didn't have any sense of how to navigate Japanese, which we did not, but it was really fun to be kind of lost there for a little bit. I, I, right, I'm going to return it to football. No, go ahead. Go ahead, that, go ahead. One, one quick thing. I was say technology was definitely our friend. I think we, we had internet access everywhere we went. We like bought this portable Wi-Fi hotspot, which was awesome. And we yeah. used uh, the Google Translate app, which would you could hold your phone over Japanese characters and it would translate it into English, and that was also uh, very helpful. Yeah, we definitely did not have that. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I, I don't even know if I had a smartphone back then, so like, uh, it'd be. In fact, I think I did not. I think I got a smartphone the year after. So apps have taken us a long way. Right. Um, all right, I'm going to take us back to football for two last questions. Okay. Tell me the player that you are most concerned about on your roster that you feel you need a big game from, but you're worried about the matchup. I mean, it's not so much about the matchup. It's that, like, I feel like if I'm going to win this week, I need Leonard Fournette to come through in a big way. And at this point, I have no fucking clue what to expect from Leonard Fournette. I have to play him. Um, He has put up, I'm looking right now, about 15 points over the last two weeks. Uh, the the Jaguars' offense is in total shambles. He got benched at some at one point in the second half last week. He's apparently dealing with some sort of foot injury, uh, and yet he's he's practicing. He's not on the injury report. Uh, he's got a good matchup against the Dolphins. I feel like I have to play him, but I feel like he could he could score me five points. He could score me twenty five points, and I have no idea what where, where that's going to come out. Yeah, I think that's a good wild card. That's that's exactly what I was looking for. All right, and the final question. Do you think you're going to win? I mean, do I think I'm going to – if I had to put odds on it, I would put odds on Alex winning. I, I, I think I have a chance. What odds would you give? You Set the market right now. What odds would you give? I, I'd give myself like a 40% chance of winning this game. 40%. That sounds about right. Yeah, I'd say, I'd say 40%. And, and I think part of it will depend on – the health of Alex's team. Um, you know, it sounds like Todd Gurley is going to play and Odell Beckham is not going to play. If either of those things change, it kind of fluctuates. But I'd say, I would say, given what we know right now, I'd say about 40%. Yeah, and doesn't, doesn't Gurley play the Cardinals? Does he? I actually don't even know who Gurley plays. I'm pretty, I'm sure, I'm pretty sure that Gurley's playing the Cardinals, and if I were you, I'd be terrified of that because 
that game is going to be 40 to three, right? I mean, it's going to like, it's going to be a running game and they will bench their starters because they won't have much to play for. But I worry about, you know, really quarters two through the end of the third, just being the girly show. Um, yeah, I mean, that makes me nervous. I guess from my perspective, I have to hope that, you know, they, they say, you know, we're up by three touchdowns, you know, our, our running back, we're, we're going to get a buy in the playoffs. Our running backs bad and the knee injury. Let's sit him down. That's, that's my hope for what happens in that game. Yeah. Yeah. All right, man. I wish you luck. Uh, we're going to try to cut it here so that, you know, between you and Alex, we're at about 50 minutes, but it's always a pleasure to talk to you star. I wish you luck. Um, I'll obviously chat with you uh, probably throughout. So um, enjoy your your deserved title appearance, and uh, we will see you on the flip side. Any last thoughts? Nope. Uh, you know, best of luck to Alex. Uh, hopefully, it's a it's a good competitive game, and you know, hopefully, I end up uh, on top. All right, man. Talk to you soon. All right, later, man.